Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. For the Canadians that don't know, and I think people should, U.S. Thanksgiving is Thursday. And the rule of thumb, Darren, is U.S. Thanksgiving is like the cutoff line where you know what you have or you don't have. Vegas and the Islanders. We talked about the Islanders yesterday and Vegas. Are they, is this who these teams are? We don't want to accept that because it's so early, but it's U.S. Thanksgiving. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome inside our two of the RP shows brought to you by Great Western's original 16 beer. There's a look at the brewery, and that's where the moose is residing for most of the week here. Great Western's original 16 beer brings you our two of the program core grain as well brings you coverage of the Tim Hortons Canadian curling trials also going on in Saskatoon. Core grain doing the right thing for your farm. And I busted out my core grain golf shirt. Man, everything is going on. I feel like Bob Cole here. Everything is happening. They're mowing the lawn over my shoulder. There's a FedEx office right in behind me here. And we're getting through it. We bring Moose in. We haven't seen uh, him in a while. What's been Shaking at the brewery, uh, Moose, for the last 20 minutes since I saw you last. Some curling talk, some hockey talk, what? What's pop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the folks around here want to talk about the curling, too. So I know they were down there. Michael and the group were down there. So I was chatting with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're talking a lot about Matt Dunstone and, you know, what's gone wrong and, you know, how's he doing and how's he handling it. And, you know, the the action's been really good. They were actually down there this morning a little bit, just got back to the office. So we were kind of debriefing on, the morning draws and uh, and they're pretty excited. So uh, we're going to go back down and I'll catch up with these guys a little bit later on in the day. And uh, so that's kind of the buzz around here right now. Yeah, well, I see the Great Western is all over and original 16, the Tim Hortons curling trials in Saskatoon. So good on them. That does not surprise yeah. me one bit. Uh, by the way, uh, hey, the lid is open on whatever the viewers want to talk about. Taco time, viewer takeover. It just, it's so great because it, frankly, I've been doing talk for many years and I know that just let the viewers take over. Let the listeners take over there. They, they will dictate what we want to talk about. And then you know that we are giving them what they want. And when you said earlier, your earliest recollection of watching hockey was the 1994 Stanley Cup playoffs, Eastern Conference final, Mark Messier calling his shot in game seven. And for those that just tuned in for hour two, by the way, you don't know how we got on that. Patrick Levels of the Montreal Alouettes, outstanding defensive back, is guaranteed a win for the Alouettes in Hamilton on Saturday. Nobody thinks they'll do it. They're just kind of patting him on the head. I think people thought Mark Messier would do it. And he did. I'm not sure Patrick Levels getting, was he going to go put up a three-banger of interceptions and win the game? Is that... Football's a harder t- a harder sport, don't you think, Darren, to call a shot in? Mind you, again, Joe Namath did it, but it's it'd be a harder sport, I would think, to do of, out of all of them. Especially for a defensive player because you don't control any of the points <laughs> that get scored. It's like, you know, saying I'm going to, you know, in hockey do it, but I'm never going to touch the puck. So how do I guarantee a win when I'm never going to touch the puck? I mean, you're right. Maybe it's three picks. Maybe they're all going to be pick sixes. I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, a leader speaking for his team. And that's okay too, you know. It'd be that'd be similar to a coach doing it, but uh, yeah, a lot harder in uh, in football, I would think, than in hockey. Two thousand seven Grey Cup, James Johnson did do that. 
three interceptions for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in a victory, but he didn't guarantee the win. I was going to say, he didn't call uh, metal the game sh- first. No. No, maybe he should have. Uh, metal Shingle Guy is watching, and he writes in on the text line at 902-518-3033. He says, well, Rod, 1970 Boston Bruins Stanley Cup win. Bobby Orr flying through the air. Or 1972 Summit Series, Canada-Russia. School shut down for the last game. That's how big it was. Chased the Russians off the ice in that series. Uh, I think that was a different series. But you may be right, but I think that was 1976 when Bob Cole famously yelled, they're going home. I just heard that the other day somewhere. Somebody somebody was playing that clip. It was 76, Russian Red Army came and on an NHL tour playing the Philly Flyers, and they literally ran them off the ice. The Russians like, we're out of here. Screw this. That's outstanding. Um, I know, right? So... The rock star of the day yesterday was Ozzy Weisblatt of the Prince Albert Raiders, the first round pick of the San Jose Sharks. I just want to throw that out there right now. We do the rock star of the day every day here on the RP show. And we love us some rock star supply chain solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Out here in the Eastern time zone, Darren, we're well into the afternoon. So I want to tell you something. If we can get the moose. Oh, yeah, you were doing that. Get him on there. I got you. You're getting the guitar across the screen. There are 14 NHL games tonight. As we look at the featured game tonight, which has become a thing, I I will ask all our viewers, whether you're watching on YouTube or you want to text us on the text line, what's your featured game tonight? Maybe it's Tim Horton's curling trials. Maybe it's NBA, uh, Toronto at Memphis. But here's mine. Clark was talking to the Florida Panthers this morning, and as was I. Here's the deal tonight. The Philadelphia Flyers are in town, Darren. 7 o'clock face-off against the Panthers, America's team at FLA Live Arena. Here's what you need to know. The game can be viewed on Bally Sports Florida or listened to on WQAM. Tonight, we celebrate Thanksgiving early at FLA Live Arena by offering fans discounted Yangling, Corona, and other domestic products at all concession stands. I will not be taking part. Tonight, Broward County Department of Health is hosting a vaccine pop-up at FLA Live Arena where fans can receive their first, second, or booster of the COVID-19 vaccine. So it's still a thing. And I might add, tonight's city furniture military hero is Larry Roberts. Tonight's hero among us is Larry Roberts, who served a total of 30 years in the United States military, which included deployments in support of the Vietnam War and Desert Storm. He is the recipient of the National Defense Service Medal with one star, Southwest Asia Service Medal with two stars, and the Good Conduct Medal with four stars. That's what we'll be watching tonight with the Philadelphia Flyers in town against the Florida Panthers. Doesn't that just make you want to go to the game? Could you imagine the vibe in there, Moose, just listening to that? Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I think it'll be a really, really cool environment and trying to tie that record, right, for a home winning streak. Exactly. To start the season. Now, I want to point something else out, too. I was telling you this morning in your and my morning phone call about the reaction that I get when I tweet about NHL games. I think people need to realize the the direction of the show and um, the response that we're getting. And so last night, I watched the Philadelphia Flyers lose 4 nothing in Tampa Bay. Watched the game. Dave Randorf called it. And I'm like, everybody's all over Kata Hot. And this was the first time that I've really been able or actually, I've been able lots, but this is the first time I took the opportunity to sit down and watch the Philadelphia Flyers. And I'm like, and then I went and looked up the stats. They have the second worst goal differential, plus minus, in the Metropolitan Division. And I'm like, how can you blame Carter Hart? And I apologize to the viewers and listeners because I'm going to get a little technical here right now. But they don't even try to play defense in Philly at all. It's just brain farts left and right. And when they're killing penalties last night, Darren... I think you said you coached hockey. I know you coach football. If you're playing a standard yeah. box, two high guys, you cover the point men, two low guys cover the forwards down low as much as you can. And last night, the two guys on the right side of the box both went to the point, left a guy open in the corner. He walks out, pass across the gold mouth, boom, gone, goal. Carter Hart's like, what just happened? And that's in a penalty kill situation. Defensively, turning over the pucks left and right. And that's why I just wonder how long Elaine Vigneault... Now, I, 
you know, they're a middling hockey team. And I'm interested to see how they play tonight, which is, which is another thing. The Panthers really have a benefit. I, I don't know if you buy into this or not. Last night, Flyers are at Tampa. Tonight, they're in Florida here in Sunrise. Friday night, the Seattle Kraken are in Tampa. Saturday night, they play at Florida, the Kraken. And I'll be at the game when Jordan Eberle and crew come to town. Um, are you a believer in that, that that's an advantage for the Panthers anymore in back-to-back nights? Or is, are we in an age now of bio-steel and rest and the comfort creature comforts that these teams have, that that's not a thing anymore like it used to be? The travel and getting a team on back-to-back nights. Well, using it as an excuse for teams is no longer something that happens, right? And, you know, I'm not saying that I did in the past, but, you know, I think it's less and less of, a, of an issue because the conditioning is so much better. But, no, it, it plays a factor for sure. Like, now you're in a situation where you don't want to play your starting goaltender on back-to-back nights. So you're going to end up with a backup probably or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said there. You know, it's not going to be a huge drop-off in terms of the effort you're going to get, but it does it plays an advantage. They're traveling a little bit on the bus. Now, they're not going to fly. I don't think they would fly from Tampa to Sunrise, right? I think they got to take the bus probably, and uh, it's not that far. A few hours. Um, Three and a half no, hours. Hard I, to, I, who knows? Tough, tough call. Yeah, I don't know how they would. Tough call. I don't know how they would travel that. But either way, it, it's a little bit of an advantage for the Panthers, but not a huge one. Comments just uh, going crazy on this. Curtis Fallman says, cut a hot won't make Team Canada. And I'm saying, listen, Hockey Canada has their scouts everywhere. So they don't, they're not going to go by the numbers. They're going to see the way Philly does not commit to defense. Steve-O's, and, and that does not point the finger at Carter Hart. Steve-O's channel, that's the YouTube commenter. Steve-O's channel says Philly was one of the most disappointing teams last year, and it looks like the same thing this year. And by the way, on the score app, it says the projected goalies, the expected starters tonight are for the Florida Panthers, Bob. Sergey Bobrovsky. Say it, guys. Bob Zerunko. And uh, Kata Hot for the Philly Flyers. So I hope that Carter, because I really would like to watch him live again. It's been a while. I haven't seen him yeah. play live in person since uh, he was in Everett. And I'll say one more. And this is our segue. Guys, get Moose's um, top five NFL power rankings ready to go here because it's like Carter Hart. How do you malign him for the 18 skaters in front of him and the way they play or don't play defense? It's a little like an article I was reading today. Mac Jones with New England has been the best quarterback of the five in this year's first round class. But if you put Trevor Lawrence on the Patriots, would he have led him to a five-game winning streak? Or if you put Mac Jones on the Jaguars, would Mac Jones be as miserable as Trevor Lawrence has been in his rookie season in the National Football League? See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's all about fit. It's all about situation. It's all about, you know, all of these things have to come together. I all, you know, you know, Peyton Manning ended up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think Ryan Leaf ever would have been. But if you switch spots and you end up having a little bit better transition, a um, little bit better entry point. If you're playing with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, you probably have a little bit better opportunity to have success, you know. Same with Tom Brady. If he goes in the first round to a different place, maybe he goes to San Fran, maybe he goes to, you know, the San Diego Chargers at the time and is forced to play right away, and maybe Tom Brady's never Tom Brady. You know, situation matters so so much in sports, and we don't really think about it. From a viewer, Chad Bieber writes in and says, Dark Horse backup goalie for Canada, Tristan Jari. <sighs> we're going down a road that I want to go down, but didn't think we were going to go down. Are we going to have a camp? At least you like it. For Canada? Are we having a, ca- are we having a camp? Because that's what I would like. I, I saw the names of six goalies that could be invited or could be invited. Are we having a camp, Darren, and we're going to decide who's the best? Out of, or is this predetermined when they name the Olympic roster? I think there's going to be something. I don't know, to be honest. I'd have to look it up. I would hope that there would be some sort of a camp leading up to it. You've got to get them on the ice. You've got to get them together. There will be a camp of some kind. You're not just going to rip them from your team and send them to the Olympics um, like an all-star game. You've got to get them ready to go. Well, I would like to 
think that they'd get together and practice before they went to Beijing. But what I'm saying is an actual camp with six goalies and 45 players to decide a 22-man roster going over. Is that going to be a thing? And whoever's the... They're not going to have preseason games. They're going to have pre-tournament games over in Beijing. But the team's picked by then. It's I digress. Soon. I will float this around the media room tonight at FLA Live Arena. What did I tell you? This is what I'm looking forward to the most. Hopefully, being part of a yeah. community in the media room at Florida Panthers games, similar to what I, what I enjoy in the Brand Center in Regina with God's team. By the way, the CHL Top 10 are out. We're going to talk about that and more. But let's talk about Darren's top five NFL power rankings right now. I'm very interested to see them. And by the way, the Athletic came out with theirs today, Moose. So I'd, I'd like to see how they jive coming out of week 11. What's your NFL top five? Well, let's take a look at them here. Guess what? The Chiefs are up into the top five. They're back. I think they've won four in a row now. Ding, ding, they, ding, ding, ding. You know, the biggest area that's gotten better for the Chiefs, their defense has gotten better. Really good. It's, it's put, there's been an emphasis there. They're letting them attack the football. So I like that. Patriots, longest winning streak in the National Football League. Mac Jones um, isn't just managing the game. He's making plays. Their offensive line is one of the best in football, and their defense is playing really well. Titans are still number three. They dropped from number one to number three. You know what? You can't discount the wins they've had. 7-0 and against playoff teams from last year. The game against Houston, you have to forget about it. It's an anomaly. It was full of mistakes. It was raining. It wasn't the Houston Texans beating Tennessee. It was Tennessee beating Tennessee. But they got to win next week or they'll be out of the top five. Green Bay coming off a loss to Minnesota. I like the Packers because they're in every game. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are still elite. And then the Arizona Cardinals just continue to win with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. You know, their defense is still really good. They're making plays. And when they get Kyler Murray back and DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're going to start mowing teams down. So I really like them. Dallas drops off. Yes, it was due to injuries a lot. Buffalo is not close right now. But Baltimore is still close. There's still a couple teams that are right there. But that's my top five this week. How about that? I like it. But I would say this. Where are the Bucks? I'll just say the Athletics the top Boston five, Bucks. and that's what's fun about these polls. Yeah, Arizona's number one. You guys got that the same. But they've got the seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number two. Green Bay Packers, number three. Rams and Chiefs tied for number four. And then your Titans, sixth. Uh, by the way, my cousin Christina Medicine Hat says, yay, cards, that's my team. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, it's hard to say what would happen if Tom Brady went to a different team, but you can't deny his driver talent. I'll say to Wayne and to all and sundry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been a dumpster fire since 2003. Veritable NFL wasteland till Tom Brady showed up and within a year turned them into Super Bowl champions. But he's different. He's different than everybody else. Moose, don't move. We'll be back with more. Hour two of the program is brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer and Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. It's the RP Show on a Wednesday. Not on Game Plus this week, but you're watching live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, our curling coverage of the Tim Hortons Curling Trials is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm and for Great Western's Original 16 Beer. Brad Gushu remained unbeaten at Canada's Olympic Curling Trials after posting a 9-4 victory over Matt Dunstone this morning at Sastel Center. Gushu scored a first-hand deuce and was in full control to improve to 5-0 in round-robin play. In other early games, Kevin Cooey outscored Brendan Botchard 9-7. Jason Gunlison dropped a 7-5 decision to Brad Jacobs. And Mike McEwen edged Tanner Horgan 6-5. Jacobs was alone in second at 4-1 with McEwen and Cooey right behind at 3-1. John Epping, who was idle for the morning session, was in fifth place at 2-2. 
The top three teams at the end of round robin play Friday night will advance to the weekend playoffs. A women's draw was set for this afternoon, and the men scheduled to return tonight. The winners of Sunday's finals will represent Canada at the February 4th uh, to 20th Beijing Olympics. And I appreciate everybody being part of our discussion here today, including that guy that's doing lawn maintenance over there. Do you hear him, Moose? Can you hear him? <laughs> or is this mic even picked? Can you hear him? No, it's... I don't. Maybe if I okay. listen real close. Oh, that's good. I saw the recycling oh, uh, truck. Jordan tells me no. You, but you did? 40 minutes ago. Oh, well, you saw the video... F- when you were on, I was on our morning meeting today. It is absolutely glorious down here doing the show barefoot. Um, and when I say thanks to those for chiming in and being part of the discussion, the biggest Philly Flyer fan I know, Pinks, one of our P1s, says Martin Jones will start tonight in goal for the Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm not even going to be able to see Kataha. Man, I can watch him in Wormies, though. Yeah, I'll try to get down to FLA Live Arena in time to watch uh, warm-ups and just get a feel for Katahat. See how he performs when he knows he's not starting. See if it makes a difference. And our content creator, Nelson, is watching. Nelson Vo, regarding are we going to have a camp. He sent me, I don't know where he found it, a screenshot of Donald Fear's letter, the NHLPA head, to the players. And I, I said, what's the Coles notes on this? He says the countries have to submit a long list of players potentially on the roster, which is where the six goalie list came from. The team is picked from those guys, and they'll go straight to Beijing. No warm-up games or camp. Now, for the ardent hockey viewers out there, more so than me and you, I got to think this is just a COVID thing, right? Wouldn't you think that's what it is? COVID? If it was, was a normal year, would they have an actual... Yeah, Hockey Canada ID so. camp like they normally do for, for the World Juniors. This is pew, pew, pew. This is the Wild West, man. Like, let's just go. Let's just go get in a van. Let's get to Beijing, and then let's just go play hockey. We'll just make up the lines in the dressing room before the game. You, you, you play together. You, you, you play together, and let's just go. I mean, I remember, you know, the first Olympic. I mean, not Nagano in, in 98. I kind of watched a little bit of that. Gretzky sitting on the bench, Shanahan, Hasek, right? But for me, I really got into it in twenty or in '02, and for me, that's the best hockey that I remember. Right? That's my all my heroes. I collected all the cards, the booklets from the uh, S or the Petro Canada for the 2010 mm-hmm. games, and then I got the DVD, and it was Canadian Gold Rush or whatever the double gold women and men, and it was all about the making of that team. Gretzky being part of the group, picking that group. They had a summer evaluation camp really went through it. They had a summit where they brought players in for meetings and team building and bonding, you know, and then they had the actual training camp and went off, did the pregames, and then ended up winning the gold medal. I don't think we're getting any of that this time around. Uh, no. And I think at some point, not today, because I got other things lined up to talk about, we really need to have this discussion about who's going to be the goalies for Team Canada and I just saw an article move across the newswire about Sidney Crosby saying he's not confident, or not confident, but he's not expecting necessarily to be a slam dunk to play for Canada. They already named their three players, right? It was McDavid, McKinnon, and, and Petrangelo. Yeah. So Sid's saying maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe it's time he's to pee on the just, fire. He's just being diplomatic. Sidney Crosby is like Gretzky in terms of he's going to have a spot on this team as a leader. And even if he doesn't play a lot, he's going to have a spot on this team. And they're still penciling in that line. You know, they were forever. It was it was Crosby with Bergeron and Marchand, the two Boston Bruins with Sidney Crosby that have had so much success together at international play. We're still just feels like we're penciling those three in as automatics just because we like what they bring to the table. But uh no, and this Canada team is going to look different than, than Team Canada's in the past. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Uh, by the way, speaking of international hockey, I will point out text messages from our viewers who have pointed out when I was right. I won't read the ones where they say where I was wrong. But Metal Shingle Guy brought up the 72 Summit Series was his earliest recollection of hockey, and he said when they chased the Russians off the ice, and I said, no, that was a, that was different. That was Bob Cole announcing they're going home. Russian Red Army 
playing a tour of NHL teams, different circumstance. And Metal Shingle Guy, to his credit, writes it and says, yep, you're correct, 1976. And I might have to preface that by saying I wasn't watching live that night. Just as a hockey fan and aficionado, I remember the incident. Uh, interesting. Cousin Christine watching in Medicine Hat. She says, Connor Bedard, uh, Bedard's goal on TSN this morning. The Pats beat the Tigers. No surprise. How about that? How about that? Um, didn't didn't want to say it. Didn't want to say it. But the Pats, Cole Carrier scored three goals last night, and the Pats are unbeaten under John Paddock. I mean, and the goal by Bedard last night is on our Instagram story. Nice work on that, Nelson. But to be honest, have you seen it, Darren? It's not not that special. I've seen more special Connor Bedard <laughs> goals than that. Your thoughts? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking the exact same thing when I watched it. I'm like, they're like, oh my God, what a goal. I saw the WHL tweeted, Connor Bedard doing Bedard-like things. I'm like, this is just a shot from the circle, man. Like, this isn't like a Bedard split the D, come in, tip it, tap it. You know, it was... It was still a nice goal. It was a great goal. It was, but no, it's, it didn't jump, make me jump out of my seat. Uh, no, but Bernard found the score sheet. The Pats win and Bob's your uncle, which by the way, I'm just looking up the story here. Cole Carrier scored three goals in less than four minutes and the Regina Pats routed the medicine hat Tigers six, two on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, the CHL top 10 is out, and I wanted to mention that. So I thank those that wrote in about the Bedard goal. It got me thinking about this. And I get it from Brian Munns, the outstanding voice of the Winnipeg Ice. And this guy just looks after us so well with information. He is broadcaster and media guy of the year as far as I'm concerned. Can we go with a drum roll? Can we get one, some sound effect? Let's go. Maybe the goal horn or the uh, quick six horn. Let's go. Week eight. CHL, nice. Week 8, CHL top 10. Four weeks in a row, the Winnipeg Ice are the number one team in all of Canadian junior hockey. The Winnipeg Ice, number two, the Everett Silvertips, as you see it up on the screen. Number three, the Kamloops Blazers. Number four, the Edmonton Oil Kings. There's been some shifting here now that I think about it compared to last week. Number five, the London Knights. Number six, Charlottetown Islanders. Number seven, Sherbrooke Phoenix. They've been in it every week. Number eight, the Mississauga Steelheads. Number nine, North Bay Battalion. Number 10, the Ramuski Oceanic, the alma mater of Sidney Crosby. And honorable mentions, which aren't on that list, but they go to the Kingston Frontenac, the Gatineau Olympique, and the Red Deer Rebels. How about that? I don't see one for God's team, the Regina Pats. I don't see an honorable mention for them. But there is your CHL top 10. And it seems to me, Darren, that uh, people are getting excited about junior hockey up there. Although right now, probably not a ton of talk about the Saskatoon Blades. But I got to ask you this. Since you are at the Great Western Brewery right now, part of our hour two coverage for Great Western Original 16 beer. Any talk about the Saskatchewan Rush who are in training camp and getting ready to open the season first week of December? Yeah, they're pretty excited for that around here, too. Um, they really are. We're seeing that not, in, not only in this town, but in this building. So they're talking about it. I see it when I walk into the building. There you go. See? Hi. Uh, how are you? But, uh, okay. Um, anyways, I, uh, no, it's the rushes. The rush is coming. It's coming soon. I'm distracted now. I'm sorry. But uh, speaking of that top 10, though, really quickly, West is best. Top four teams in the country are from the WHL. So take a bow, WHL. Uh, absolutely. And it was, oh, I just, I, I hope that we get back to normal here. I somewhat feel like we are, but talking to Ozzy Weisblatt yesterday of the Prince Albert Raiders, I'm like, you guys are still the defending champions of the Western Hockey League. This spring will mark three years since they won the championship. Uh, as I go to the text line, and we'll have to put this photo up a little later on, but Jeff Caldwell writes in from Prineville, Prineville, Oregon. He says, it's taco time in Prineville, Oregon. Check this one off my list. <laughs> the guy's hitting every taco time in the state of Oregon. Uh, we better hey, get him a gift card. I was going to 
I was going to mention this. Yeah, I think we got to get this guy a gift card. Can you inform your friends at Taco Time? It needs to be in U.S. funds. This guy's going really hard after the Taco Time comment of the week. Uh, there's the photo from Prineville, Oregon today. Jeff Caldwell went to that Taco Time. Tell us what you had. Tell us what you had, Jeff. But, uh, Darren, there was a note that came from the great or the uh, Taco Time people. Do you have it in front of you by chance? You were waving it on our conference call no, the other day. You probably don't have it in hey, front Rod of you. Hey, Rod and team, it said, thanks for everything you do for us, right? And it was a note, and it had all the pins and stickers and some really cool stuff in it. So uh, they just wanted to say thanks. It was from Jessica. Outstanding. How about that? Well, I hope that uh, yeah. keep those around for when I'm back in uh, the uh, area. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We got to get to this. Which is the better Alberta NHL team? And I do have to say the Calgary Flames came out of nowhere. They've got three more points than the Edmonton Oilers. They lead the Western Conference. They're in first place. But on Twitter, 59% of respondents saying the Oilers are still the better team in Alberta right now today. That's on Twitter. I don't know if Clark has the... He says pretty much the same. 57% voting for the Edmonton Oilers is the number one Alberta NHL team. I guess as we sit here today, I'll say it's the Calgary Flames based on their record. You're saying the Edmonton Oilers because they have better players, but better top-end players. But if yeah. they're meeting starting Saturday in a best-of-seven... Who's winning? Because we've had a lot of responses from the viewers on Twitter saying, well, that's a better question would be who would win a series. Well, that's not our question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. But let's put it that way. Who, Because of Jacob Markstrom, I might say the Flames would win a playoff series between the two. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, probably. It all depends if Mike Smith comes back healthy and what he looks like when he comes back. That's... For me, the X factor. What I like is, yeah, the Oilers' top-end players, but I think they've added enough depth pieces. Ryan, Fogle. Now they've got Zach Hyman up higher in their lineup than a, just a depth role player. But I think they've, they've rounded out their lineup. I think Duncan Keith and Cody Cece have rounded out that defensive group too. So I think they're more than just a top-end team. That's why I like the Oilers right now. But you're right. Goaltending's a huge question mark. And when things dry up offensively and when things get tight... Can they keep the puck out of the net? That'll be the biggest question. And for that reason, I think you're right maybe in a series today. But overall, I think the Oilers are trending in the right direction to be uh, the team that comes out of Alberta. Well, the general's watching in Calgary. He says the standings prove it. Flames are the best. And as Bill Parcell said at first and John Frenzy made it famous, your record is what you are. Hot so I guess as of today, maybe, maybe it is the Calgary Flames. Uh, John in Edmonton says, nope, Oilers are better. Oh, my God, we could sit here all day. Nana, nana, boo-boo. Go back and forth between fans of both teams and never come up with an answer. I just hope they meet come playoff time. Moose, we'll see you back here for overtime. What say you? Sounds good. Oh, okay, Moose is going to stick with us. Clark Gillies, so I guess we're going to get into overtime next, and Clark Gillies will join us for the final segment. Here today. So we'll be right back. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Going with the flow here on Canada's daytime sports talk show. Clark Gillies, uh, God willing, will be with us next segment. Now he's pushed it back. Clark says that it won't be a problem. Um, if we can bring the moose back on, he remains with us from the Great Western Brewery in Saskatoon. And say hey to all my friends up there, moose, which I know you have. Such great supporters oh, yeah. of ours. Um, Jeff Caldwell in Prineville, Oregon. You know, I, he said that he, <laughs> he's going every taco time in Oregon on behalf of us. And I said, what'd you have? 
So he's written us back. Do you want to know what he had? Yeah, I do. Super soft taco with Mexi fries and a Coke. Spicy. Okay. I like it. Now, what do we what do we think about that? Right on. Super soft taco with Mexi fries and a Diet Coke. That's that's, that's no a regular that's a Coke. Soft six no diesel. Not diet. Not diet. No. Oh, straight up. No, six point two yeah. then out of ten. A six diesel. Two. Diesel. Approved. <clears throat> He's just making me wonder if I should change up my uh, order at Taco Time or not. I've been going with the same thing since high school. You've witnessed it. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Crisp meat burrito, beef and cheese burrito, large maxi fries, large Diet Coke, uh, large Pepsi, sorry. Approved. Approved. Um, I wanted to say, I wanted to say another thing. I don't know how or why, but my cousin Christine uh, at Medicine Hat checks in and says, any Canadian team winning the cup would be excellent. That's a really good point. Uh, we thought Montreal obviously had a chance last year going to the Stanley Cup final against Tampa Bay, and as it turns out, they never had a chance at all. They were never really in that Stanley Cup final, losing in 5-2 the Tampa Bay Lightning. But as we look at these featured games again, and I'll say it again, I'm so excited to tonight be attending the Philadelphia Flyers at Florida Panthers. Upset that Katahat isn't going to play for Philly, but you can't have everything. Going to get on the I-95 here pretty soon. Get down and beat this Thanksgiving traffic because tomorrow is U.S. Thanksgiving. That's my featured game tonight, but there are 14 games in the National Hockey League, and we are hoping to get Clark Gillies on to talk about the one in the brand-new facility in Long Island, Islanders Rangers. But your Leafs are at L.A. tonight, Darren, and I'm following enough of the NHL to know this would be the first, if I'm right, of a West Coast road trip for Toronto. How do you feel about this? Mm -hmm. That's right. It's a good place to start. Why not get all the way over there and then work your way back? Um, I like it. You know, it'll be another interesting test for Toronto. Um, You know, see if they can keep things rolling here, eight and two in their last ten. I, you know, I'm kind of into that battle in New York too. You talk about games of the night. It'll be Toronto, LA for me, but um, Rangers Islanders is always a lot of fun too. But uh, no, for the Leafs, yeah, getting out to a quick start on the road like that, especially when you're going all the way crisscrossing the continent like that, all the way across to the other corner, um, getting out to a quick start is going to be really important. I don't think people understand. They, they really don't. I mean, fans are going to be fans, but I don't think they understand about what going on the road means. Like for these Islanders, yeah, they opened up with 13 straight on the road and they've struggled 5-8-2 and two so far. But I know for a fact, having been the voice of teams for a combined 37 seasons, 20 with the Rough Riders, 17 in the Western League, and you know yourself, they relish the opportunity to get out onto the road. Yeah, you don't always get along with everybody. That's human nature. That's life. But you get to know your teammates. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It just seems like fans, oh, they're on the road. They're going to lose every road game because they're going on the road. It was like two seasons ago when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders had three road games in October because the NHL Heritage Classic was coming in to play at Mosaic Stadium. John Frenzy, oh, three in a row on the road, all in the West Division. That's adversity. Uh, they won them all, if you recall. Propelling well, it them used to a 13 to be. and 5 record. Yeah, you know, home ice advantage isn't the advantage it used to be. I mean, it, it was, and traveling on the road was a pain, and it was long trips, and it usually meant lots of nights out, and it usually meant hitting the bars. So you weren't only just playing all these yeah. games on the road. You were hungover. You weren't eating home-cooked meals. You're eating in restaurants where it's not as nutritious. Did we lost him? Ah, okay. We've, we've lost Darren. Okay, yeah, we're going to go to a break. Actually, pause. Hopefully, Moose does not try and log in again. I just want to do a quick sports update here. The Montreal Canadiens are in Washington, kicking off a busy night in the NHL for Canadian teams. 14 games in all. Jets in Columbus. Oilers at Arizona. Leafs at LA, as we mentioned, and uh, the Sins at San Jose. Another Bradley has been charged with reviving Toronto FC after a disappointing MLS season. Toronto FC is named Bob Bradley, head coach and sporting director. That came down this morning. The Toronto Raptors are back in action tonight in Memphis. 
Winners of just two of their last nine. The Raptors have struggled with injuries. OG Ananobi is questionable again for tonight's game with a hip injury. And Brad Gushu and Tracy Fleury take perfect records into today's round-robin play at Canada's Olympic Curling Trials in Saskatoon. Rachel Holman, meanwhile, is one of five women's skips looking to avoid a fourth loss that would essentially shut down any hope of the playoffs. Saskatchewan's Matt Dunstone losing again this morning, dropping to 0-4. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Clark Gillies joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Absolutely. And Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. It's football week at the Palace. American Thanksgiving triple header on Thursday. Super Sunday, CFL Division semifinals. Big screen. No need to ask to have the CFL games put on. Plus 11 NFL Sunday games. We love sports. Skull. Go Riders, go Vikings. That from the Greek freak, Georgie Yanitsos. Well, New York, as always, is the epicenter of everything. But really, in NHL circles today, as we welcome in Clark Gillies, our good and longtime friend, Hockey Hall of Famer, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Memorial Cup champion, Clarky. Hey, great to see you, as always, my man. And uh, I'm going to jump right into it. Seven Islanders in COVID protocol, but they're going to try and give it a go tonight and play the New York Rangers in the Subway Series, man. What's, what's the buzz going into the game tonight? Well, they're they're in a bad they're in a bad state right now. Um, you know, the home opener against Calgary, they really weren't in it. They had seven or eight guys missing. Uh, then they played Toronto on Sunday night again. It was uh, it was a no contest, and I think that's kind of the way it's going to be tonight. Um, it's a little disappointing, you know. We're going into the new building, and we're we're short staffed. So. Um, it's. I think the league may. I thought they might have stepped in tonight uh, with with injuries. We've probably got uh, nine regulars out of the lineup, and it's uh, it's not a fair fight right now. And uh, I don't think it's fair to the fans. I don't think it's fair to the team. But the the league's going to have to do something about it. Well, sure, but do your fans understand that, Clark? The Islanders have lost six in a row. I saw them burning jerseys over burning barrels in New York the other. I'm like, come on. I know you got passionate fans. Do they understand what's going on? Like they seem very upset down there. Yeah, you know it, the fan base is—they uh, only want one thing, especially with the ticket prices they're playing, paying now in the new building. They want to win, and it's—it's uh, uh, it's a difficult situation for them. I, I, you know, I can't blame them. They—I uh, think it's what's happened with COVID and a couple of key injuries. Uh, this team is playing very short-staffed and. Uh, you know, you got the, it's mostly a group of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers playing. And, uh, you know, I think the, I think the league at some point has to step in and say, listen, it's, uh, it's not good for the franchise and, uh, and help them out a little bit. Hey, look, I'll talk about some positive things in a minute, but I do just want to say this 13 straight on the road to open the season. And I think when they started the season, they looked fine, but I saw them play in Florida the other night. And I'm like, they, they're just bagged. They're just done. And they're five, eight, yeah. and two going into this game tonight. I mean, that is a hell of a schedule. What did you expect this team to do with thirteen straight off the hop like this? You know, I, I, I thought it would be. I thought if they could come back a couple of games over five hundred, everybody would be very happy. Um, they were in that position. They were five, two, and two after nine games on the road, and then uh, you know they lost the last four, which was a little disappointing. Uh, wasn't the way they wanted to finish, but um, you know it is what it is. That nobody expected this situation with the COVID and the and the injuries that they've gotten. Um, you can never never predict that. Uh, this team is, I think they're pretty resilient. According to Lou the other night, he made a comment that the team is very uh, they're very upbeat. The morale is pretty good on the team. Uh, I don't know. That may just be the general manager talking. I don't know if that's true or not, but. Um, 
the fans were there all weekend. They were there for the home opener. It was a very exciting night. Sunday, even Sunday night with Toronto was exciting, but uh, um, I don't know how they're going to accept it. And tonight they got a, they got a bit of a break because it doesn't matter. It could be 30 inches of snow on the ground and it would be sold out for the Rangers. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the game goes tonight. Uh, I sure hope somehow the Islanders can muster up uh, enough to beat beat a Ranger team that I don't think has too many injury problems and doesn't have too much COVID COVID stuff going on. So uh, they're up against it tonight and uh, it's going to take a tremendous effort by every one of these uh, regulars and, and the kids that they're calling up. I hope they have a lot of adrenaline because they're playing the Rangers in a brand new arena. Well, we know one guy that'll be watching tonight. It's our good friend, our mutual friend, Joe Lazito, who you saw recently. He said that you had some nice things to say about me. So thank you for that, Clark. But I got to <laughs> ask you this. Can the Islanders rebound? Because they're in such a tough division, this Metropolitan Division, where the last I looked, they don't have one team below 500. Can they salvage this year, do you think? Oh, God, I would like to think so. Um, got a long way to go. They get everybody back and get on a streak. Um, I, I believe they can get back into it. I mean, they got this. It's, when they're healthy, it's the same team that went to the Final Four the last two years. So, um, great, got great goaltending, got a great group of forwards. And, um, you know, they're just going to have to weather this storm. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, by the looks of it, at the end of this stretch, they're going to be, uh, like you said, probably four or five games, six games under 500. But, you know, I, I was thinking about the other night, uh, Think about the St. Louis Blues when they were in last place uh, uh, in their division after January 1st and then came back and won a Stanley Cup. So um, anything can happen. I think this team is determined to come out of this and, and work as hard as they can to get back into a uh, good position in their division and in their conference. So um, I'm not giving up on them just yet. I, I think there's a long way to go. Hey, so to the happier topics, you've been pumping this rink for the last few years, is it usually you get into these facilities and they're better than you thought? Is that what is that what you got in New York? This building is is amazing. Um, it's got so many great amenities for the fans. Um, the suite levels are, gosh, they're mid level. Uh, there's not a bad not a bad suite seat. I can tell you that. Uh, the 100 section has 10,000 people in the lower bowl. That's the most people in any lower bowl, certainly in the National Hockey League. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the sight lines from the Nassau Coliseum. Um, everybody's got a great seat. Uh, it hasn't been as loud as we'd like yet because they haven't had a whole lot to cheer about yet. But uh, they've, they've given everything they can to the fans. Um, there's four locations in the rink that you can go have a beer and not miss not miss one second of play. They're all open air bars that look right back out onto the stadium. Uh, they've given it a lot of thought. There's more bathrooms in this arena than any other arena in the country, uh, which was always a complaint. Getting a beer and going to the bathroom were the two biggest complaints. Uh, it's it's really special. They uh, they spent one point five billion dollars very wisely. Well, I'll tell you. Um, the old Brand Center in Regina, the home of the Pats. When that baby opened in 1977, the Agrodome must have been the, just the marvel because you can, to this day, stand at the concession and look over your shoulder and watch the ice. That was 1977, Clark. Like, that thing must right. have just been the jewel at, at, at the time, right? And by the way, yeah. had your son-in-law on Justin Bourne not that long ago. That must have been a hell of a farewell to the old lady Last year in that run, Nassau County Coliseum, when you crushed a beer off your head on the big screen, I asked Justin about that, and he's like, uh, that's my father-in-law. <laughs> Emotion just take you over, Clark, that night, or what happened? Well, there was a, a guy from the New York Jets that was, that was smashing beer cans on his head. And uh, my buddy who I was sitting with, he says, you got to do that. I go, I'm not doing that. I said, no, no, you got to do it. And I said, well, it... If the situation arises where we really need it, I said, I'll try it. So the, we were playing the Bruins that night, and we were uh, the game was, I think it was 1-1. It didn't look like there was much going on. So I actually it was more of an empty beer can than a full beer can. 
So I smashed it on my head. The fans went crazy, and then I hit it about three or four more times. And uh, a couple minutes later, Barzal scored, and we went on to win the game four to one. But so everybody now says, "Oh, Gillies, you got to smash a beer on your head every game." And I said, "Pat Lafontaine told me we've had enough enough concussions. You don't need to you don't need to give yourself one." I said, "Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea." But it oh, was uh, it was a real conversation piece for a long time after I did that. Well, well, I was still talking about it with Justin anyways, and oh, yeah. uh, man, it must have, been a, must have been a lot of fun. Well, we'll make it there eventually. For me tonight, it's Philly at uh, Florida here tonight. I can't wait to be at that game. Clark, always a pleasure. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, hey, happy holidays as Thanksgiving hits us tomorrow. Thanks, Roddy. We appreciate it. I was wondering where you were. That, that didn't look like your backyard in Regina. But, uh... <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> That's right. Enjoy. Thanks, Clark. Clark Enjoy Gillies. it. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Rod. Absolutely. Hockey Hall of Famer, Clark Gillies, and most importantly, from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Big thanks to Clark. Big thank you to Mike Wilner, Blue Jays podcaster and columnist, for joining us in hour one. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. What do we got coming up tomorrow, Clark? We have it. I don't think I saw it. What do we got on U.S. Thanksgiving? Brian. Oh, yeah, you did text it to me. Prapa. Okay, speaking of uh, NHL greats, Brian Prop, Philadelphia Flyers great, and uh, Devin Haru will reporting will be reporting from the Tim Hortons Canadian curling trials in Saskatoon. Well, this has been great. Flyers Panthers coming up tonight, and uh, we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Here, we'll see you at noon Eastern on uh, YouTube Live and Game Plus TV. He yeah. felt sorry for Mike Riley last night. Walking off the field, he looked so disappointed. The show's over, Lynch. And, and hurt. Oh, this is, okay. Stop talking football. <laughs> for more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.